Here's Bryce on the window. That's a big thing. We've got to win more games and understand that, uh, you know, this is this is a window that we we got to win in. And uh, you know, our ownership deserves that. Our fans deserve that. Uh, Dombrowski deserves that as well, and we do too. So um, we got to go out there and play our game and uh, play Philly baseball, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and, and like we were talking about, I mean, the, the, the question is, can you keep beating the Braves if you get the Dodgers? I mean, this is really what it comes down to. I think this Phillies team is damn good. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think they had to do a ton in the offseason. Um, but, frankly, talent-wise, you're, you're third. You're third, in, the, in my opinion, in the National League. Behind and Dodgers I'm, and Braves. Yeah, I'm even putting them ahead of the Diamondbacks who knocked them off. I Frankly, I think that the Phillies just underachieved in that series. So I, I will put, I'd have them third. Would you, would you have them third? Yeah, I just think that last series against the Diamondbacks doesn't sit well with me, and it never will, and I think most Phillies fans will agree on that. But it's also like I, I'm underwhelmed by the moves that they've made so far this offseason, but then it's, you know, Dan brought up a good point earlier in the show, like their biggest move, what? What's signing Aaron Nola? It just doesn't feel big because yeah. he's already on the team. But a necessary move. And I, it was necessary, and I, I love Aaron Nola. I love a homegrown guy. But, you know, he also didn't play super well at times throughout the postseason. Like, I don't know. There's just part of me that is a little bit like, are we really just going to run it back? We're yeah. just going to run it back and hope for a different outcome this time around. And yeah. it's really hard for me to to get all in on the Phillies finally making it to the World Series and winning by just running it back with what they had last year that choked. Yeah, I, and that's fair. I, and and one of the things they've all, Dave Dombrowski with you guys, Devin, and um, Rob Thompson with Howard on Saturday um, made it a point to talk about uh, chase rate. And if you're not familiar with that, it, that, it's a fancy way of saying like you know we're we're swinging at bad pitches mm-hmm. far too many times. Mm-hmm. And we know, like we we have been drilling this down into our guys all off season. It's something we're emphasizing in the spring. It's something we're going to emphasize all season. We have to be better at that. We can't just just give outs up like they did, especially in game six and seven. Mm-hmm. And the big, I'm glad to hear that, but the big question is, you know, how much of a difference is this going to make? Some guys just kind of sort of are who they are. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be, a, I think, a big, a big way for them to get better from what you were just saying is if they are more disciplined at the plate, I think this team can have a lot more success. Yeah, I mean, and it's every aspect, too. So more discipline at the plate, um, hopefully bats don't go cold. But also, like, the bullpen, I know that they they don't really have a true closer right now going into the season. Um, and, look, I'm not saying, like, oh, they should have kept Craig Kimbrell because I'm, I'm glad to be rid of that. But I – I just feel like they still need maybe a few more pieces to bring in. Um, and, like, starting pitching-wise, I feel like a lot of people forget that they do still have Taiwan Walker, who they're paying a lot of money to. I'm hopeful that he can, you know, be oh, I'm trying to forget that be he's a here. bit more productive this year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of questions going into the season that I guess we'll have to wait and see. I think that one of the other things that David Dombrowski said with you guys was you know, we, we look at thing in, things, seasons in thirds, and, you know, we'll – We'll get through the first third and really sort of reevaluate what we need. And then if you have to make a move, make a move. But, yeah, I think there's questions at the yeah. back end of the rotation and, and back end of the bullpen. Well, and health is also a big uh, question. The The Phillies got pretty lucky as far as health goes last season, yeah. right? Like they, they got everyone back by the time the playoffs started. Um, and you just hope that they can continue that. Like you look at the Eagles in 2022, they were remarkably healthy. And then you look at this past season, I'm not saying – 
that uh, injuries were the reason for everything that went down with the Eagles, but certainly didn't help. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I think that's why the the Whit Merrifield deal is a really good deal for them because what he does is he gives you insurance on two fronts. One, if Rojas, Pache, Marsh just aren't up to it, mm-hmm. he's a guy you can plug in. Right. Two, somebody's going to get hurt over the course of 162 games. One of these guys. I, I mean, it does. It could be any of the above. Somebody else, you can fill him in in the outfield. You can fill him in in the infield in most spots. I think he said himself, I, I can play anywhere but catcher and you know pitcher, whatever. But you can you could put him a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. So it's a really smart move that good organizations make bringing somebody like that in. It was a good move. Yeah, and it's not as flashy as some of the other stuff, mm-hmm. but it's. I liked your uh, your tweet about it last night. It that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a Philly name that we are not going to get right. There's not so many wits around here. Yeah, like, why people didn't you who grew say up in Philadelphia. Whitfield. Everyone's going to condense it to Whitfield. He became Whitfield yesterday. Yeah, Whit Merrifield became Whitfield. Yeah. <laughs> they but, think that's the whole name, Whitfield? Whitfield. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I had like four callers call me up and say, I'm, I'm really excited about the Whitfield move. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's good. My all-time favorite, and it be, no one will ever, like at this point, if you don't get Nick Castellanos' name right, like you just oh, never will. Castellanos. The Castellanos, Castellinos. Yes. Like, it's it's funny to me at this point when you, people get his name wrong. We are perhaps more than any other fan base the kings of this. Oh, of, yeah. Of straight butchering names. I yeah. tweeted at you last night that I want them to sign Emmanuel Classe so that everyone can call him Emmanuel Clace. Yes. Clace. <laughs> there is not a chance that this fan base will get a – Hispanic name correct. No Absolutely shot. What well, the like Pat Burrell literally still calling him Burrell some people. <laughs> we know it's Burrell. He it was 25 years ago. And we're still calling him people Burrell. People are just stuck in their ways. Alshon yeah. Jeffries plural. Jeffries plural. Oh god. Yes. Uh Devonta, Devante. Yes. Smith. Chase Daniels who was here for a cup of coffee, it's Daniel. Yes. <laughs> I mean that one. That one screws with your head cuz Daniel yeah. so, as a Daniel myself, it's a first name yeah. like Daniels is a last name. I can yeah. forgive that one. That one's not egregious. Daniels, Daniel. You and he wasn't I mean? he wasn't prominent enough to no. really learn his name. But Lynn uh, Lindros, Lindros, Lindros. There's that whole thing. I mean, there's there's been List a lot. List goes on. Yeah. On, on and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that is, I'm telling you guys, you will get it. You're gonna be like Whitfield. Uh, yeah. Starting at second base today, Whitfield. <laughs> but you're right. There's certain names like you don't hear a lot of wits in the Northeast. No, I don't think I've ever known a wit. I haven't either. No. You don't even wits? No. I think if you're, I don't actually know where he is, where he's from off the top of my head, but I think if you're named wit, you're just automatically from, from the like, the south or the Midwest well, or something. Well, that or. Jim Bob. You don't you're automatically from Alabama yeah, if you your name is Jim from, Bob. Like, you're yeah. not from the Bronx if, if you're named Jim Bob. But I also think cause for a man, wit, can, like, I know someone who's named Whitney and he's from, like, Canada. Like Buffalo, New York, like uh, that section, I feel okay. like could be. He's from North Carolina, Whitney. which is the South. Yeah, yeah, that's where that's where Whit Merrifield is. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Whit Merrifield sounds like a very like Whit Merrifield. Like yeah, he sounds like a. Name. No, he, he a, went to South Carolina. He, correct. There, there, there's right. no one like if your name's Whit, you weren't born. You didn't go to Temple. No, you didn't go to Temple. <laughs> you weren't born in the Northeast. You didn't. You didn't go to the Jersey Shore. Not growing a lot up. of Delco wits. Not a lot of Delco. Trust wits. me, there's not a lot of wits in Delco. Period. <laughs> But is this thing on? Yeah, there you go. No, but um, and I can say that because I'm from Delco. People, calm down <laughs> before everybody starts going. Tom nuts. Kelly's on line one. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> uh, no, but I, there's that, and then there's the what you don't hear anymore. Like there's certain names, uh, like you don't hear a lot of newborn baby girls being named Ethel. <laughs> No, well, not I mean? not no. since 1930. That's you know? what I'm saying. Yeah, it <laughs> like, doesn't happen anymore. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, the thought of it Ruth. is kind of hilarious. Ruth. When was the last time you met a Ruth? Not a lot of, not a lot of that. Not a lot of Ruths, no. 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 I, I, I would say, and like there's, not to get into this too deep, but if, you're, if your birth name is Richard, you're going by Richard Rick these days. Would we agree? Oh, God, Not yeah. the other this alternative. This has been like a common uh, discussion yeah. on the Well, Jody Mack that... won a line yeah. of the year for this. For the nickname Dick. Like how, how, he said if your how name we was, go from Richard to He Dick. said if your name was Rich or Richard, why would you accept Dick? <laughs> that was the line of the year on the morning okay. show. It yeah. was. So anyway, we're talking yes. about the name. Yes, the name. just the name, the name just the name. But but anyway, that you don't you don't hear a lot. Like I'm trying to. What are some other male? You know, what would be the equivalent of Ethel? Um. Well, we looked it up one week on Saturday. Apparently, the name Glenn has dropped out of the top a thousand. Really? Which come to think of it, I didn't know any Glens. Yeah, like Glenn doesn't seem like like imagine having a baby and it, being like, "This is baby Glenn." It doesn't sound <laughs> it doesn't sound as ancient as Ruth or Ethel because I think you automatically grew up in the Roaring Twenties if that's your name. But yeah. Glenn, like, I don't I don't I didn't know any Glens. Yeah, I don't think I I don't think I know a Glenn. Oh, let me think. I mean, other than other Mac. than Mac, now you have any other anyone know any other Glens? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Glenn Rivers. I, I mean, oh the, the, god. But are there any like if athletes? There's any reason to never name a kid Glenn. Glenn. But like, there are no athletes today. Glenn, Glenn Robinson the third. Glenn Robinson was the only. But yeah. the third, he was named after someone. His dad. Yeah. His dad. But like, are there any like uh, uniquely named Glens in the sports world? I can't. Not really. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. All right. I, I wouldn't have thought Glenn, but you're right. Uh, that that is a kind of phased out. Yes. But now I can't think of any like older male names. Male names like for female, it's a, it's easy like Ruth, Ethel, Esther. Ingrid, Esther. Like I can't think of a, a male name aside. Like Glenn is a good one. Like what what else is there? For, you know, okay, like Patty so, for women. Well, so the number one name I looked up the number one name in the 1930s in America was actually Robert. Yes. So. Yes, yeah, I feel like men have the like it's have the names constant, that serve like, the test of time more so Robert, than women. Robert, John, James, Joe, Richard. Yeah. The like top they, the top five women names in, 19, in the 30s were Mary, Betty, Barbara, Shirley, and Patricia. Not a lot of Shirleys. <laughs> not a lot of Bettys. No. Yeah. Yeah, women names. I guess I never really thought about it, but just tend to cycle more. Like we, it's yeah. become a lot of like Caitlin. You know, like we we've we've moved Taylor. But yeah. even but even there are new guy names. Like how many Aidens were there? You know, Austin, yeah. Aiden. Yes, a lot of the A's. Brock. Brock. I don't know why that name just came Brandon. Brandon feels newer, newish. Yeah. That's, all right. All right. <laughs> we could, we could run down the names. Where is Jimmy Kemsky? Speaking of names. Speak James. Uh, <laughs> James it, Kemsky. It is 8 o'clock, uh, and you're listening to 94 WIP HD1 Philadelphia Live from the Tasty Cake Studios. I am Rob Ellis, in for Joe DeCamera, John Ritchie, Rhea Hughes, James Seltzer. Devin is not in for anybody. Devin is herself uh, <laughs> part of the morning show. So Devin is hanging out. We're going to talk to Jimmy Kemsky from Philly Voice momentarily, 930. Looking forward to this, talking to Alex Coffey. She's down in Clearwater. They, get, they got rained out yesterday. It was a mess, but they're back on the field, I see, today. A little cloudy, but it looks like a, a, a nice day there, all things considered, uh, in Clearwater. So we'll talk to her in a little bit. Time for the Twitter poll question of the day, sponsored by Armin Chevrolet. It's truck season at Armin. Available 2.9% financing for up to 72 months on all new light duty Armin Silverados. Together, let's drive ArminChevrolet.com. All right, so let's go with the uh, the question that we have. See where we are here, Devin. Hmm. The question is what are you most looking forward to in Philadelphia sports? Eagles free agency, Philly season, Joel Embiid return, 
Flyers second half uh, are the options. So I think we've covered all the gamuts uh, there, or the gamut, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. of, of what's out there. And you're still cold. I know that, too. I am still cold. It's freezing I in here. I turned it up during the break. No, it feels like it got colder somehow. Uh, all right, so we got to take care of that as well. It's, there's like a breeze coming in. Can there is a breeze. That? There's, like a, there's right Yeah, Some, there's a drift. Something happening. In here. Is that window open? Does somebody open the window? Or we, can we jump out? these windows no. do. <laughs> all right, I'm kidding. All right, so joining us right now does an awesome job covering the birds for Philly Voice. Uh, that would be the one and only, uh, there we go, Jimmy Kemsky. Jimmy, what's going on, my man? Would you forget who, uh, who was coming on there for No, a I knew you were on. My mouse wasn't working. <laughs> I'm, see, Jimmy, I am a creature of habit, and I'm totally thrown off. You know why? Because I had to move over one seat in the studio because the, the computer's not work. I'm a nut, man. I'm like Rain Man. You know what I mean? I, okay. I need my things. I need my Judge Wapner and all the other stuff at the same time. Uh, Jim, so much to get to, man. But let, let's start with the most pressing, I think, issue among Eagles fans is Hassan Reddick and where this thing plays out. Like, Devin and I were talking earlier, and, you know, some people view this as a rebuild. I think that's absurd, you know, when you're when you're talking about a, a, a quarterback who's making $250 million, a coach who's still here, blah, blah, blah. Like, and you would be a, subtracting, arguably, the best player on the defensive side of the ball. Where do you think stand, things stand with this, and what would you do if you were the Eagles with Hassan Reddick? Yeah, I mean, they have good players, obviously, still. And you look at the landscape of the NFC, and the 49ers are obviously very good. They're going to lose players this offseason. Dallas just kind of always is what it is. <laughs> you know, they, they can compete next yeah. year. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what they do this offseason. But I'm with you. They're certainly not going to you know, tear anything down, rebuild or anything like that. Um, as far as Reddick goes, he's been underpaid for the last two years. They got one hell of a bargain when they signed him yeah. two years ago. And then obviously he had the amazing season in 2022. And for my money, he was the, uh, he was the NFL defense player of the year wow. in 2022. If you're including the playoffs, because he had that run at the end of the season, he had the run during the playoffs. He had the huge game against the giants. He had the monster game against the 49ers when he knocked out Brock Purdy and, you know, made another, made a bunch of other, you know, huge plays in that game. You know, last year's numbers were down significantly. In my opinion, he still had double digit sacks. For the fourth time in four years, he's uh, like no question about it. He's a very, very valuable player. So, you know, if you're going to trade him for something, uh, it's because he wants a lot of money. And, you know, he's the 16th or 17th, maybe even 18th, something like that, uh, highest paid uh, edge rusher mm. in the NFL, which, you know, it's, it's, it's really, not, it's that low. Jeez. Yeah. So obviously that is not. Um, you know, commensurate with the production that he's given the Eagles over the last two years. So he wants to get paid. He even got asked you know, during training camp this past uh, summer, point blank, are you underpaid? And, you know, he can come out and just say, yeah, but he said, you know, I think we can all see, you know, like my production. I thought he handled it well, actually, Jim. What's that? I thought he handled it well. He did, for sure. But, I mean, I, he he also indicated that he knew full well that his pay is not commensurate with his production. So he wants more money and he wants to play in Philadelphia. He's from here. He's from Camden. He went to Temple, obviously, as we all know. And, uh, you know, I think he wants to play here and, but he wants to play here and, and make more money. And, you know, I don't know if the Eagles want to give him more money. I mean, we'll see, but um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of interesting how that report was sort of uh, put out. And then his reaction to it saying that he didn't want to be traded 
so you know you kind of start thinking about where that re, you know where where's that source coming from uh but yeah it's it's kind of an interesting situation if they do trade him they have to get something really good in return for him because like i said he's a very valuable player um yeah jimmy i know that this off season of course defense is going to be what a lot of the focus is is with you know, bringing in new players, drafting players, but there are a few free agents coming up on the offensive side. You know, you got Quez Watkins, DeAndre Swift. Where do you think the Eagles' priorities lie, and where do you think they should be in terms of offensive players and, you know, keeping guys like DeAndre Swift? Yeah, I think that when you look at the way that the Eagles build their roster, they build for long-term in the draft, and they address the most, what they deem to be the most important positions there. So quarterback, obviously, and then beyond that, you know, offensive line, specifically offensive tackle, even in the interior, they, they really prioritize that as well. And then edge rushers, um, you know, interior defensive linemen, and then somewhat to a lesser degree receivers and cornerbacks. That's where you're going to see them taken in the draft. Free agency, they're looking to fill those, what they deem to be lesser positions with sort of competent players so that they don't have to reach for guys uh, in the draft. And that includes positions like running back and, linebacker and safety so you know we'll see what they do this offseason but I think in free agency you're going to see those positions addressed cornerback or excuse me not cornerback safety linebacker receiver as you mentioned Quez Julio Jones Alameda Zacchaeus all free agents coming up I don't think any any of the three are coming back for various reasons uh at safety they they have to bring in another guy because it's Sidney Brown tours ACL at the end of the year, I don't know if they'll just sign a Band-Aid veteran or if they'll actually address the position, like, you know, with a guy that actually has some skill and upside as opposed to, you know, a guy that might be on the downside of his career, which they've kind of tried to do at safety and linebacker over the last few years. And then, obviously, at linebacker, they're going to have to do something there because the linebacker play was just atrocious in 2023, and they can't keep – I mean, you look at what the 49ers did to them. You look at what the Dallas Cowboys did to them. Teams are going, they're going to expose you if you have an obvious significant weakness on your defense, whether that's a spot that you deem important or not. So they have to do something more at linebacker than what they did this offseason. And I don't think they can put all their eggs in the Kobe Dean basket like they did last year. And I don't think that, you know, Dean slash Zach Cunningham is like a legitimate plan if that's what it is, you know, heading into this offseason. They have to bring in a, a better linebacker and, 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 you know, help that group. So when it comes to linebacker, do you think that I, – I totally agree with you. I think most Eagles fans would. But do you think that Howie Roseman would agree with you? Because I know that he's come out and said, you know, after the season kind of in defense of Cunningham's <laughs> yeah. play, of, of uh, N'Kobe Dean. Like, do you think that they realistically will actually make a move or a change at linebacker? It's weird that he got into that too because he was asked a question about the defensive line. And, you know, it was really more about the, the underperformance of the defensive line and, you know, whether he felt that the prioritization of, I guess, um, you know, the, the positional value or whatever would change this offseason, you know, given that the defensive line underperformed. And then he really, like, honed in on the linebacker position where he, you know, sung the Kobe Dean's praises for a little while, and then he kind of transitioned into how well Zach Cunningham played so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he was just sort of uh, setting expectations on what their offseason plan would be at linebacker. But we've seen them over the course of the last decade. I mean, for as long as I can remember, really, 
just undervalue that position. So I don't know that things are going to change just because they were atrocious mm. in 2023. They've been atrocious in plenty of other seasons as well at linebacker. And, you know, that, that formula sort of hasn't changed that position. So, you know, I don't, I don't know that, um, you know, they're going to, they're certainly not going to make a big splashy free agent acquisition. I don't think. And I don't think they're going to spend like a first round pick, obviously on a, on a linebacker since they've never done it. They haven't done it since, you know, the seventies. So like, I, don't, I don't really see that changing a whole lot, but they have to do more than what they did last season. No question about it. All right. So Jimmy Kemsky, Philly voice, Jim, let me ask you, and, and you know, Chris Sims doing Chris Sims things, uh, you know, in, in the other day talked about how uh, Jalen hurts is the most overrated player, in, you know, in football. Oh, did he? Oh yeah, of course <laughs> okay. he did. Uh, he's, he's, you know, Skip Bayless jr. But nonetheless, um, let me ask you about him. I mean, where do you fall on this? Is he overrated to an extent? Is there a lot of work to be done? Or is it just a little bit of a tweak when it comes to Jalen, uh, considering all things that went down last year, you know, coaches being fired, et cetera? I don't think anyone's really, you know, overhyping Jalen Hurts right now. Like, obviously, he had an amazing season in 2022. Uh, coming off, you know, a season, you know, 2021, he kind of came into that season, the first year as, as, you know, him being the full-time starter, came into that season with, all right, let's see what you got, kind of kind of a tryout. And he did well enough where they didn't go, you know, full-on going after a, a different quarterback. They did try to trade for Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. didn't didn't work out. Uh, he wound up being their quarterback in 2022. We all saw what happened. Like, took him to the Super Bowl, was arguably the best player on the field in that game with Patrick Mahomes on the field as well. And then, you know, expectations were obviously raised with his performance. And of course the contract that the huge $50 million a year contract that came with it. And a lot of things went wrong with the Eagles in 2023. Uh, You know, you can blame the offensive scheme. And I think that's fair. I think you can blame play calling to some extent and that's fair, but Jalen Hurts has to shoulder a lot of that blame too, because, you know, I just didn't see the progression that we saw from 2021 to 2022. And I mean, really what we did see was regression Mm -hmm. from him, you know, the the way that he sort of saw the field and the way that um, his accuracy, I I don't think was as good as it was in 2022. I think that when, you know, obviously when opposing defenses, they got into a groove late in the season against the Eagles, just blitzing the hell out of them and the Eagles and hurts, you know, the scheme, the play calling and hurts just as a player didn't handle any of that really well. So he's got a lot to prove in 2024. You know, nothing's going to happen there, obviously, for a while. Like they're married. The Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are married for the foreseeable future. So nothing's going to happen there, obviously. But yeah, I think I think he's got to bounce back in a big way in in 2024. And I don't know that overrated is, is sort of like the way I put it because I don't see anyone out there calling him the top ten quarter or the top five quarterback like they were a year ago, but, you know, so I don't know who cares what Chris Sims has to say, but like, <laughs> you know, obviously Jalen Hurts has to be better in 2024 than he was last year. Well, and I want to get your opinion on that. Jimmy is one of uh, my final questions here for you. Like what are your realistic expectations for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? I know it's early in the off season, um, but just heading into next season, I feel like expectations were so high for the team. It was basically Super Bowl or bust in the 2023 season. So obviously we're super let down with that. You know, can fans get excited about this team going into next season? And, you know, we talked about how it's not going to be a rebuild year likely, but um, where are your realistic expectations set for this team moving forward? I mean, he's put, he's in a situation still where 
there's no reason he shouldn't excel. He's got, you know, one of the best, if not the best, one-two wide receiver combination in the NFL. Got a really good tight end in Dallas Goddard. Even if Jason Kelsey retires, he's still going to have you know, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL playing in front of him. Uh, we'll see what they do at running back. But, you know, I mean, he's set up to have a good season with the personnel that he has around him. And then, you know, I think the, the hiring of Kellen Moore is going to help, you know, bring new concepts, you know, legit big boy concepts <laughs> to this offense where, you know, they're, they're going to do more stuff with motion, I imagine, uh, which, you know, was almost completely absent from, from their offense over the last few years under, under Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson and whoever else. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, the new ideas, the fresh ideas, as they put it, uh, will help him you know, sort of – maybe not match, but teams have, have gotten a handle on what the Eagles want to do, and they figured out how to stop it. So I think that, you know, a, a new face, new coordinator will help him and the offense be a little more unpredictable. So that'll help. But, yeah, I mean, he's got the talent. He's obviously – he made plays of his legs. Didn't see him as being as fresh with his legs as he was in you know 2021 and 2022, but he can make plays with his legs. He can make plays with his with his arm. I think he's still a top ten quarterback. So you know we'll see how that goes. Jimmy, last one for me, and you just kind of touched on it a little bit here. Um, in your opinion, were both the coordinators just completely over their head? I mean, or is there is it deeper than that? You know, is there a, a big Nick factor in here? Like, like what happened, man? I, I think everybody's sort of searching for answers. I think Desai was maybe a little in over his head. Uh, Patricia certainly should not have been. <laughs> I don't know how you look at Matt Patricia and go, yeah, let's make a – I bet neither of make, them have been hired by anybody yet, right? Let's let's make a switch when we're 10-3. and three, Yeah. And let's do it with that guy. I, I, it just blows my mind. I, but they did it at the time, and then, you know, in hindsight, obviously, it, it, it all went horribly. So, yeah, I mean, the defensive side of the ball, just it didn't work out. I, a little more gray area on the offensive side of the ball because again it's Nick Sirianni's offense and you know Brian Johnson's just kind of picking you know picking entrees off the menu mm-hmm. and you know we don't know exactly how much Nick sort of inserted his uh, authority in game on what he wanted called in certain situations so you know it's Maybe a little unfair that Brian Johnson got just kind of yeah thrown under the bus, left out of here unceremoniously. But again, there's a lot of gray area there in terms of who was actually responsible for what. But you know, I do think they needed a change on that side of the ball, and and, and I think they did the right thing in replacing him with with another guy. But um, yeah, it's it's maybe not all Brian Johnson, and and certainly Nick Sirianni had his hands on, on the offensive failings in 2023 as well. All right, you got links to all of his work at Jimmy Kemsky on Twitter. You can follow him uh, as well. PhillyVoice.com has all of his work. He's got his you know three free agents that might make sense for the Eagles uh, version 1.0. How many versions are we going to get to, Jim? I'm thinking like seven. Where, where are we at? <laughs> No, I'm not that bad. You're not Mel Kiper? Uh, okay. No, I'll do like three probably. Oh. So I'll get to like nine guys. Okay. I'll usually hit on a few each year when I do them. Fair enough. Jim, always appreciate some time, man. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate All right, it. Take care. That is Jimmy Kemsky from Philly Voice. All right, we'll step aside. We'll come back, continue to get your reaction on everything from Harper wanting an extension, Chris Sims calling uh, Jalen Hurts the most overrated player in football. A bunch of other stuff aside, we got a couple of good sides here for you. The outdated traditions, uh, not only in sports, but in the world. 
and I want to dip into something else. Oh, boy. Most people have three-day weekends, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of people, mm-hmm. regular civilians, uh, have three-day weekend uh, this weekend. Uh, I want to tie that into something in the simple pleasures in life. So we'll talk about that as well uh, when we get back. Devin Caney, Rob Ellis, WIP Sports Time is 817.